Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome on a cold January morning, but it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I want to read from uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, a very familiar story, but I pray the Holy Spirit will quicken it to our hearts today. Luke, chapter 10, verse 30, then Jesus answered and said, certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho And fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked And passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. This parable was given in answer to a question posed by a religious leader. He had come to Jesus with a most important question. The question is, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? If there is life beyond the grave then this is the most important question that anyone could ever ask. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? So in typical Oriental fashion, Jesus answered the question with the question and said, what's written in the law? And the young man answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, That's the right answer. But the young man, in his own heart, knowing that he had not really loved God with all his heart, 
nor his neighbor like himself, sought to avoid the issue by asking what he thought was an academic question. And he asked the question, but who is my neighbor? In answer, Jesus told this story. And this story, in essence, is about a wounded man. It's about wounders. It's about bystanders. And it's about a healer. And we will find ourselves perhaps someplace in the story. First of all, let's talk about the wounded man. He's the central figure. He made a bad choice, took a wrong road, and became a victim. And in many ways, he's representative of the human race. It's said that he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jericho is one of the lowest places on the planet. And it is a picture of the human race. Jerusalem is the city of peace. Jericho is the city of the curse. And when Adam sinned, the human race began a downward journey. It's not getting better, it's getting worse. And on this road, the man is wounded. Our world is full of wounded people. The poor, the oppressed, the rejected, the orphan, the broken, the slaves, and the list could go on and on. And some of you who are here today, you have been wounded too. I'll talk to you at the end of the message. The psalmist said in Psalm 109.22, my heart is wounded within me. Proverbs 18.14 said, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, who can bear it? It's one thing to suffer physically, but it's more, much more difficult when you're wounded in your spirit. So this story is about a wounded man. The second is it's a story about wounders. It said he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead. Society is full of wounders. They're every place. Can be an unfaithful spouse. You've been deeply wounded. Could be a domineering parent. It may be a rebellious child. But wounders are everywhere. Sometimes, unfortunately, even in the church. For Proverbs 12, 13 said, There is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword. And most of us have felt 
the piercing of unkind, critical, derogatory words come in our direction. Psalm 74, 20 said, The dark places of the earth are full of the habitation of cruelty. Many nations have been wounded by their leaders and by their religion. But you can trace it all to Satan. For John 10.10 said, The thief does not come but to kill and to steal and to rob and to destroy. That's his work. He is the chief wounder of all. So it's about a wounded man and about wounders. But it's also about the uninvolved. The priest and the Levite said by chance a certain priest came that way and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. He actually saw this man, but he saw him as an inconvenience and an interruption. Perhaps the priest has just concluded his 24 days of service, and he just wants to go home. And the Levite comes after him, doesn't want to get involved either. Maybe he's late for work, who knows. And the priest could have said, well, I'm on a really tight schedule, but there's a guy coming behind me, the Levite, he'll surely, he'll look after it. And the Levi thought to himself, well, if the preacher doesn't stop, why should I? So they had a look. They did not see his potential or even his need. They passed by on the other side. And then there's the lawyer. For the lawyer, he was just a Theological problem to discuss. It's like the disciples, when they met the blind man, they said, Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents? What a stupid question, because he was born blind. And sometimes people settle for just discussing theological issues. But we're talking about real people, about a real person. And for the innkeeper, well, he was a customer to serve. And that was legitimate. There's a lot of money made from the broken. But I want us to focus on the Samaritan. Because to the Samaritan, this man was a neighbor to love. And he is above all a picture of Jesus who comes to us in our brokenness. By the side of the road. And he is an example for us, for Jesus said in John 20, 21, as the Father sent me, even so send I you.
So let me share with you four words out of this story. They all begin with C. And I believe that it'll be a word of direction for us because we too are surrounded by the broken. They're everywhere. They're in your workplace, on your block, in our church. So what's my response? The first word is compassion. It said about the Samaritan when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Compassion means you're so deeply moved and you're so stirred in your inner being that you are prompted to do something. It's different than sympathy. Sympathy, you just feel bad for people. But compassion is a step further. It's when we begin to do something for those who are broken. This man by the side of the road did not need a lecture on his bad choice. He needed somebody to love him unconditionally. Over and over again, we discover Jesus moved with compassion. Let me read several scriptures. Matthew 9, 36 said, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they were weary and they were scattered. They were like sheep without a shepherd. They're lost. Matthew 14, 14 said, when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. He was moved with compassion for them and he healed their sick. When he saw the two blind men, Matthew 20, 34 said, so Jesus had compassion, touched their eyes. Said about the leper, Mark 1, 41, that when Jesus saw him, lonely, rejected, isolated, broken. When he saw him, he had compassion on him. And I want to tell you today, whoever you are, whatever your need is, that he cares. He's moved with compassion. So it said he put forth his hand and he touched the leper. Nobody has touched him for years. But Jesus did. It says in Luke 7, 14 about the widow woman who's taking her only son out to the graveyard. When Jesus saw her, he had compassion on her. I've been by a few hundred graveyards and every time I'm there, I think there's somebody who cares. Somebody looks down, touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Compassion. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5, 14, it's the love of Christ that constrains us. If I'm going to reach the broken, it begins with compassion. Someone said, 
No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So when I see the wounded and the broken and the rejected by the side of the road, the response of my heart must be compassion. I want to care enough to make a difference. The second word is contact. Verse 33 said, as he journeyed, he came where he was. We cannot heal the wounded from a distance. We'll have to go where they are. And we'll have to touch them in their need. Says about Jesus, and he is our example, Acts 10, 38, that he went about doing good. He circulated. And what I discover about Jesus is that wherever he went, he was looking for needy people. Said he went into the synagogue and he saw a man with a withered hand. I mean, he could have gone into the synagogue looking for some rich guy to take him to lunch. But somehow or another, Jesus was drawn to the needy and to the broken. He went about doing good. It says in Luke 19.10, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's who he's looking for. Said about Jesus that he was the friend of publicans and sinners. Publicans, the rejected, the outcasts. But it said about him that he received them, literally opened his arms to all of the outcasts of society and said, Come, come on. You might feel like that today as well. And I want to say to you that the arms of Jesus are open. And he is saying, come. Come unto me, all you are laboring or heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Come with your brokenness, and I will heal you. So he went to the Samaritan woman. Everybody avoided her. And he visited the house of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Everybody hated him with good reason. And he touched the leper. And he accepted the prostitute. And he knelt with the woman in the dust of the city of Jerusalem. He said, those who are whole don't need a physician. Those who are sick. And so he told the parable about the king who made a great feast and invited people, his friends, the rich people. And none of them came. So he said, go out in the highways and the byways and find the poor and the broken and the lame and the sick 
and invite them in. I want to say this today, that we'll find the harvest among the broken. If you want to know where the harvest is, it's among the broken and the river place. I could tell you a hundred stories, but I'll tell you one. But I watched over the years people of all ages, broken alcoholics under the influence of drugs, been cast out by a spouse. I watched them one after another get out of their seat and come to an altar and meet Jesus. Their lives were changed. But I'll tell you this one story. This lady told me after, I can still visualize her sitting second row from the front, right in front of the pulpit. And I preached on Mary Magdalene, out of whom the Lord cast seven devils. And when I finished the message, she jumped out of her seat. She was about 40 years old and looked about 70. Broken beyond my imagination. And she said, how did you know I was coming? I said, I don't understand. She said, you told my story. Because I was going to take my life today. But a friend of mine who'd gotten saved down at your church said, why don't you go to church once first? She decided she'd do that. When I give the altar call, she ran to the altar to meet the open arms of Jesus to bring healing to incredible brokenness. That lady won 12 people to the Lord the first year after she met Jesus. Broken. Broken, broken. But Jesus is a healer. Let me hurry on. The third word is care. Said he bandaged up his wounds. He poured on oil and wine. Set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Jesus said in Luke 4.18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, listen carefully now, to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, the slaves, recovering of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed. Who did he come for? The poor, the brokenhearted, the captives, the blind, and the oppressed. That's who he came for. He came to care 
for us. And the final word is cost. Cost this man something. He walked while the other man rode. It cost him time. He probably had some things in his schedule that day too. Let me say this to us today. It will never be convenient to reach the broken. It will never be convenient. It will cost. It cost him money. Two days wages. And he said, whatever it costs, whatever it costs, I'll pay you when I come again. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, even so, send I you. Let me close with this, and then I want to switch gears just briefly, if the keyboard player would come, please. Matthew chapter 25 talks about the final judgment. I've tried to live my life in the light of that moment when I will stand before him. I don't think anything else really matters except that moment when I stand before him. When I think about the judgment, Matthew chapter 25, it said I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was naked and you clothed me. And the righteous said, but Jesus, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or naked? When did we ever see you like that? And he said, inasmuch as you have done it to one of the least of these, the orphan, the widow, the slave, the broken, the disenfranchised, the cast out. Inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. We are here in his place, in his stead. Surrounded by wounded, broken people everywhere. And the choice is to pass them by or to go to them and bring them healing. That's my message for you today. I'm going to ask you for the next couple of minutes, just bow your heads. I still want to talk to you as I close. 
because perhaps you're here today and you're the wounded man by the side of the road. Your husband or wife was unfaithful. You were wounded deeply and you were cast to the side of the road. Or perhaps you gave your life to, the, to your company and faithfully served all those years. But you are, you are now cast to the side of the road. You're deeply wounded. It could be 101 things. So I'm not going to bore you with a whole pile of ideas. What I want to say today from my heart to you is if you're here today and you're wounded in your spirit, I want to say to you there's a healer in the house. That Jesus is the healer of broken hearts. He's the restorer of everything you have lost or been taken from you. And he's here today. I want to encourage you to reach out to him right now in this moment before Pastor Tim comes to close the service. Just reach out in your heart. It's not wrong to say to the Lord, I'm wounded, I'm broken. I need your healing. Please come. I pray now, Lord, that the healing power of Jesus will sweep through this auditorium. And every broken, wounded person may find healing and release. Spirit of God, breathe on us now. Just brood over us throughout this entire auditorium. Let your healing come. Just let your healing come. Just give it to Him. Turn it over to Him. Lord, I ask you to come by your spirit. We need you, Lord. I need you. And out of my heart, Lord, I say with all of the rest of us who are gathered here today, Lord, I need you. I need you every hour. But I especially need you in this moment. Let your healing come. Let your healing come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.